0: Welcome to Spirituality, uh, just two brothers on a journey and hoping you'll come along. I'm John, this is Simon. In this
1: episode, which is our pilot, we're going to introduce you to us a little bit and our backstories and just grab a brew, join us. So yeah, welcome guys. Um we're going to make this very, very natural. We are two brothers, love one another, and we're just going to share little bits about ourselves. So we're going to start off just with some questions that give you a little bit of insight into where we're
0: at, really. So, John, what does spirituality mean to you? For me, it's been a big sort of a growth. It's been a point in my life where I hit rock bottom, and the only way up was to find something bigger than myself, bigger than my problems, and, and, and you know just something that allowed me to grow and be more, more of a, a better man. Yeah. So as you know you were there um you you supported me through a lot of it but you get to a point in your life where where the way you're living just isn't working. So you've yeah. got to go back um and find a new way. And that's that was the catalyst for me really I suppose and that's what brought me to this point of um spirituality, you know? Mm-hmm. It was more a case of I didn't live in a healthy um pure way. I wasn't living in a way that was was healthy for my my partner, for my for my children, for my family, for my friends. So it had to be a change, and um, luckily I've got real good friends, and um, that was the that was the birth of it. You know, like two years ago, almost to the day. Yeah, right. Well, you know, um, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was this the beginning, um, and it's been so much to me. It's meant so much to me. It's been a huge, huge shift in my life, um, and it's changed so many things, like. I don't drink anymore, I just I live a lot, a lot healthier and a lot cleaner. Um, what about you, brother?
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Thank, Thank you. Me. Thank you for your vulnerability. Yeah, I mean, as John said, I've been on this journey with him, we've been friends for quite a few years now, and we've kind of grown together in a lot of ways, and we've fucked up together in a lot of ways as well, so that's really true. Yeah, sure. um, spirituality to me is everything, really. It encompasses just the way in which I live my life, the the way that I'm um seeing my place on this planet, you know, and the, the kind of interconnectedness of all of us. So I was brought up with spirituality in terms of I was a Quaker and so I meditated as a young person. But as I grew older, I fucked up in a lot of ways and I was into drinking drugs maybe and um that focusing more on spirituality and looking at inside out and not projecting um all of my shit onto other people and blaming and actually accepting and, and mm. Buddhism. I follow Buddhism and it was a massive thing yeah. for me. This understanding that we create our own suffering. The second noble truth within Buddhism is that we create our own suffering. And when you really, really understand that and unpick it, it allows you to um accept and to move forward with it. So yeah, yeah spirituality is massively important. That's your in my
0: accountability life. as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's that's you being accountable for your actions. And knowing that it's down to you to make those changes. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. And and it's a beautiful journey. And it, having friends like you and yeah. and other friends that I have, where we are accountable for ourselves, where we have these conversations, these esoteric <laughs> conversations, we can have a laugh, but we are just kind of we're at ease with one another. We can move into our feminine and our masculine. It's not just toxic masculinity and and bravado. We we actually see one another. We see the oneness. In all yes, of us,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's key, but, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So, what do you reckon was the catalyst for your your investment in spirituality? <laughs> you know, but <it>, <laughs> suffering. Yeah. Okay, I was suffering. I was suffering
1: a lot within my life. I was suffering because I was always projecting everything outside in. I thought that um, if I got the better-looking girl. If I got more tattoos, if I had more money, if I got the next surfboard, the next skateboard, the next hot rod, all of these things would make me happy. Mm -hmm. And all of these things would validate me as a person because I didn't feel enough as a person. I didn't feel that this, all of this, this outward projection of the stories that we tell ourselves of what we are was enough. And so um, it was just I was suffering too much. So I wanted to find a way to, to stop causing harm to me and the people around me yeah. and that is doing the work and doing the work like in the 12 steps you know for recovering addicts as you know yeah this is a daily thing there's no end to it it's not like i'm here now you know i've reached nirvana maybe for some it is it's beautiful if you can be completely free from suffering in this lifetime but for me it's the daily practices it's the things that we do so yeah it was suffering that, yeah that was
0: the, the catalyst similar to my own really I mean for me it was I'd hit completely rock bottom I'd, I'd made some terrible decisions um, nearly cost me everything I mean you know that you were there mm-hmm. um and it was a case of you know you've got to change the way you're living you've got to be a, a different human being yeah. and um like I'm eternally grateful for hitting rock bottom because that was my catalyst you know and that change was was so important and i see people that i know and i think you know you would you'd benefit from changing your lifestyle just a little bit yeah. because they haven't quite reached that 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 real bottom pit yeah. you know that point where there just feels like there is nowhere to go there's only work to go up or you give up yeah you know and um and that was it i i just i wasn't prepared to give up weirdly you know, and you're stubborn, dude. I, yeah, I am really stubborn. <laughs> but I wanted to go up, you know. And it was an understanding at that point that I had to do it for me, not for anybody else. Where in the past I'd always done these things for my partner or for my kids or whatever, thinking that I was being the good dad, the good, the good father, the good yeah. husband or whatever. Um, but reality was, I had to do it for me. Mm. I had to do it for me to be healthy. I had to do it for me to be like content in myself, I had stopped looking externally to fill the void that I felt inside of myself, yeah. but it was, at the very crux of it, down to me, mm. you know?
1: That's beautiful, yeah. Where I, I think that's so much, and that's such an important distinction, that this, you know, that the whole you can't pour from an empty cup, and I think within the Western world, and especially for men, yeah. there's this massive thing of, um, like, just Always being a martyr. Absolutely. I, I don't have time for me because I've got family, I've got this, I've got my friends, I've got my work. Whereas really, you know, self-care is so important for us to actually put ourselves first, not in a selfish way, but in a way that I need to nourish me to enable me to be the best version of myself that can then benefit others. Yeah. I think that we, we've got it so backward. Yeah, in that yeah way.
0: absolutely. So, I mean, the reality is us sitting here and doing this, is in a sense a selfish act because we're doing it for us. Yeah. You know. Now the yeah, hope absolutely. is that it will benefit other people, it will benefit other men and women. But the reality is, we decided to do this because we wanted to do this, and yeah. we knew it would be beneficial for us, healthy for us, and it would also allow us to meet people that really inspire us. Hmm. You know, um, and and hopefully help other people do the same thing. I'd be stoked if there's a guy out there somewhere who's really struggling with life. But stumbles across us i think man those guys are sort of seem a bit happier maybe i'll try what they're on and then you know he'll find his way through it as well because yeah. even if you help just one person that'd be fucking amazing
1: definitely you know i think that's really important to um to kind of just really make really clear as well is that we're not coming from a place of superiority or a place yeah. of where we think we've got it all together We're just on this journey. I'm not going to say spiritual journey because, I don't know, but in essence, that's what it is. We're on this journey where every day we're putting in the work, every day we're looking internally at ourselves. We're putting in our daily practices, which we we can get onto in a second. So, but we fucked up loads. Mm. When our friendship started, we we've been mates for, what, seven years now? Seven years. Seven seven years, years, yeah. And we met at a hot rod show, and we were really, really, based on a lot of external things. We thought we looked cool. John was into his Harley's, riding his motorbikes was important. I was into my hot words. I own this business and it was cool and all this perspective of cool. And so a lot of what our friendship was based on was superficiality yeah. and a real, a, a, like a base yeah. level of we'd get pissed together. We'd be talking about, we'd get brother tattoos, which I'm happy with our yeah. tattoos, but. They're not where we're at now, and yeah. so we've evolved together, and we've kind of almost mirrored one another. Yeah, that sure. we've just we've helped one another out, but yeah. we are not like we've got it all together. We're oh, not like God, no. we we just kind of sharing this. We fucked up. Yeah. We've suffered. We suffer less now. So if we can talk about that and it helps, then why wouldn't we? There's
0: a there's a great saying my my my, my dad has said it. My mum said it a couple of times. That you know when when you're in your when you're in your twenties, you think you know everything. Yeah. When you get to your thirties, you realize you didn't, and when you're in your forties, where we are now, um, you realize you didn't know anything. You still don't know anything, but you're okay with it. Yeah, definitely. yeah. And everyone that's
1: like, no way, that old. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are. Yeah. so we were saying that about with daily practices. Yeah, obviously we both have them. Um, yeah. I think it's really important with daily practices to to make them realistic because yeah. it, it's easy to be like, do you know what, I'm going to get up at four in the morning. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to do this and that and the other. Yeah, and I'm perfect. But Realistically, what are your daily practices oh, that you can actually have embedded yeah. in your life?
0: So for me, one of my first daily practices was I I didn't live very healthily, like food and drink wise, as you know. Yeah. So I changed to trying to get a little bit more healthy. I've got a terrible sweet tooth, so that's still there. But I do start my day really importantly with um, a, a particular drink, and I end my oh, yeah. day with that. If I don't do that, then and I what don't. is that drink? So that drink I is more? right. So it is a teaspoon of honey. Um, it's a quarter of a lemon squeezed in, and it's a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar topped up into a pint glass with water, um, and I drink that every morning. And I take that with a vitamin supplement um, as well, just to try and like focus a bit more on my body. And actually, since I've started doing it, I haven't had a, a sick day once no, in two right. years, which I'm pretty stoked about. Um, but yeah, so that's number one. I do breath work every day, um, which I, I get a great deal out of. Um, and. I can't encourage enough people to do that. Yeah. I'll yeah, we'll talk super about that important. later as well. A bit yeah. More. Uh, I meditate. For me, meditation can sometimes be, and I've said this before in our group, is um, sometimes it's me. I'll excuse myself and go to the bathroom, sit on the toilet, and meditate for a couple of minutes.
1: John's got five kids. Yeah. So the need for being
0: alone and a locked door is like, yeah. 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 So that point is is, you know, I'll meditate as and when I need to. But they're my, my three big dailies. Mm. My my drink every morning, my breath work, my meditation. Yeah. But I like if I had you know, I work a, a 95 job, I'm pretty busy, like you said I've got kids at home, I've got a partner. There are other elements that I like to do, but I'm compassionate with myself when I can't get to. Uh,
1: And that's so key. That point yeah. right there. Be compassionate with
0: yourself. If
1: you don't achieve something in a day that you think you should have, that whole should, we replace should with could. Yeah. Okay, there's no should, that is just another thing to beat yourself, and it's yeah. so easy with such to a church. toxic word, should. yeah. yeah bullshit. Bad. And yeah. that whole thing of like, I should have done this, I should have done this, it, it like spirituality becomes another thing that you don't live up to, yeah. No, 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 No. that's bullshit yeah. okay, yeah. bullshit, so Absolutely. none of that at all.
0: What about you, man? What are your days?
1: Yeah, um, a lot of similar things. I just wanted to just like rewind a little bit. Yeah. I think another thing with what you're doing, and, it, and it's similar to what I'm doing, is that. The, the dailies become ritualistic and Absolutely, a mindful act yeah. so when you're cutting up your lemon you're squeezing it yes. in when you're putting the honey in you also create it for your good lady I know Yeah, yeah. so you're creating something with love and you're passing that love on yeah, to yeah. her yeah. and that's beautiful and that those actually they, they become a beautiful mindful pattern Absolutely. you can focus on this is what I'm doing I'm not thinking about the past I'm not thinking about the future I'm just right here creating this making yeah. a drink that you know is going to nourish you inside absolutely
0: and that's part of why we do our dailies in the first place Is yeah. because they are good for us and mm. and your dailies won't look like my dailies
1: no you mine know? is
0: slightly different yeah well
1: so for me um the breath work is important so i wake up every morning i don't necessarily do the breath work every day but most days but the, the the kind of the breathwork to get your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system working and kind of energizing your endocrine system and, and just really it's kind of lymphatic drainage as well that you're, you're getting your body moving hydration I, I drink way too much water in the morning well not way too much but I piddle a lot so probably <laughs> way too much I must have um I think by the time I've got up I'll have had a liter and a half of water
0: wow yeah, something like cool. that yeah
1: and then I do make myself a drink. I, I do a meditation about 20 minutes to half an hour a day. And because I follow Buddhism, it's a mindfulness meditation. Yeah. So one way you really, you've got present time awareness. I'm not trying to completely clear my mind, but I create a degree of separation between my thoughts and um, what I am, my essence, So focus on the breath focus on the awareness of the sounds, the smells, etc. how my body is actually feeling the second foundation of mindfulness. So, you know, how do I feel in this moment yeah. and then accepting that. And I love meditation. Now when I was younger and like when I was a Quaker, as a kid, we would sit for an hour in silence and yeah. I was like, how long before this want You know, I want to go, I want to go on again, <laughs> yeah. because I always wanted the next damn um, hit of adrenaline. It's always been skateboarding on the surface. You know, yeah. so. But now, that moment to be quiet, to take a step back and just to be present is so important to me. And when I don't get to do that, I feel it. I feel the benefit so much that when I'm doing that, that when I don't, I, I sort also sort of magnified feel, a little yeah, bit, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, by the same token, like when I've got my kids and stuff, it's harder to. So I will find opportunities to be mindful. And I think this is a great distinction as well. It doesn't matter. You could meditate for an hour a day, but then if you get in the car, and the first time someone cuts you up you're like this yeah then you've kind of lost it and that doesn't mean that you can't be compassionate and bring yourself back but it's what you do throughout the day not just this i've tick boxed meditation so i find as many opportunities during the day as possible to actually bring myself back to a state mm-hmm. of mindfulness i'm in this present time i'm doing i always use the example um, of washing up i'm washing up. i'm actually feeling what's the Feelings of the warts of the and water. And that's the best way
0: of learning it, I think, yeah. as well with oh, Of just,
1: just yeah. being there and actually being present in the moment. B- breath, bringing yourself back to the breath. So if I am in a state of agitation, accepting it, turning towards it with acceptance, but just being... That's okay. I'm back to presence. I'm out. I'm not in this state of fight or flight. I've got into that, and I understand that that happens. It's an involuntary thing. Yeah, absolutely. Involuntary yeah, thing. yeah, yeah but I'm back to it. So, yeah, that's pretty much it yeah.
0: for my daily practice. I mean, Maybe a, a, I'll do a drink as well, slightly different to yeah, yours. Yeah, yours is. But yeah. yeah. But, um, and then, and it's s- gonna be different for everybody, isn't it? And that's the yeah. key is like what, um, we're not saying that you should follow ours. We're no. saying that there's an option there for you to find your own daily practice. Because for me, I won't meditate until I get to work.
1: Right.
0: You know, because sometimes I'm still like, I'm still in the, the, the formative years of it and all, and I will sometimes go to work and I'll get stressed out by traffic. Yeah. so I know for me to begin my day I still have to calm and center myself so that will happen when I'm at work mm. you know and I have the the, the luck i suppose because I'm the key holder that when I arrive at work I'm the first one in so so you can get get there that quiet there. Yeah. so I get those five minutes that I need before the day begins, okay. which is good and I'll break it down throughout the day so you know if i if it's busy and it's hectic and I need a bit more space then yeah I'll just I go off to the bathroom five minutes. yeah yeah, uh, it's good. But they it's probably good. all think I've got irritable bouncing. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. But,
1: yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that's really important. The other thing when we talk about these daily practices, as, as I kind of said a little bit before, it's about making them realistic. Yeah. If I were to set myself, and like during the first lockdown, I did, I was doing a lot of exercise oh, every yeah. day, a lot of pull ups, a lot of press ups, a lot of sea swimming, and uh, actually, that is one I missed out. I see yeah. swim pretty much throughout the year, yeah, yeah every you do day, that pretty well. and that's important. And I will probably get into that at another point, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's making things that are actually realistic to you because there's no point in doing something for two days and then giving up. And if you set yourself two higher standards, then the likelihood is you'll fail with it. So, um, I heard, um, you know, Dr. Nicole, yeah, so yeah. the holistic psychologist on, on a podcast, and she was saying about that. You will already have your daily practices. So even if it's something like just cleaning your teeth, add one thing to that. Mm. I'm gonna clean my teeth and I'm gonna do some breath work for two minutes. I'm gonna clean my teeth, I'm gonna meditate for two minutes or something. Yeah. Or I'm just gonna be make an effort to be mindful whilst I walk down the stairs, yeah. whilst I wash, whilst I'm in the car, stuck at traffic lights for yeah. two minutes. So just add little incremental things, not I'm gonna do 26 things today. I'm just going to do two, yeah, for sure, and then maybe build a week, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and then but but don't don't beat yourself up if you miss one, mm. you know, if you miss one, be compassionate with yourself, to say, oh, I missed it, I'll do my best to get to it tomorrow, yeah, and then start it fresh again the next day because that's the joy of it, is that you do get to start fresh all the time, yeah, it's it, not like that this constant was, rebirth, is yeah, it? absolutely, like. A, a, a mutual friend of ours Mahesh said in the group the other week yeah. you know he believes in the start that every day is new everything hey, Mahesh yeah I I every day is a new day and and this has resonated with me like like everything that you're doing is for the first time yeah and that really sat with me you're brushing your teeth for the first time because the, the toothbrush is changed or, or you know the toothpaste is a different amount on there and it's mm-hmm. like that's kind of an awesome thought process because it allows you to have those differences every day
1: and so if you you didn't
0: quite manage it on the Monday, you know that Tuesday is a brand new existence, Mm -hmm. you know. And
1: there's such beauty in that. Yeah, absolutely. And also, and uh, my Buddhist teacher, Noel Levine, always says this, stop taking everything so personally. It really is impersonal. And the other teaching that that Buddha taught quite clearly is when we understand impermanence, all of this is impermanence, everything will end, we cling to sense pleasure, we have aversion to discomfort, but when we know it's impermanent, then it just makes it slightly easier. Absolutely, yeah. Now, for me, yeah. um, I always I think about flow state and how I get out of my head because we all of us are into our heads so much, and so how I get out of my head and into my body and get into what I call the flow state. Mm-hmm. So that state where you're just really immersed in what you're doing and you're completely mindful with it and in a, a beautiful state, really. Yeah. So how do you get that like
0: what is your thing what's your go-to things there's i've got a number of things i'm quite privileged in that so like one of them for me is always riding a motorcycle i knew yeah yeah so for me like riding a motorcycle is um an old friend of mine once said to me the thing about riding a bike is think of it like you're in a video game and everybody's out to kill you yeah you know and that's an extreme point of it obviously but But it's actually kind of an accurate way. When I ride a bike, I'm so focused on what I'm doing; it gives mm. me such a general and of peace.
1: So I'm presuming during those times, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. But you're not really thinking of anything else. No. But you're not, on the open road. Yeah. You're, you're, you're kind aware. Of looking ahead. Yeah.
0: You're constantly aware of your surroundings, but it gives you this. Like if you love riding with motorcycles, then you'll get an incredible sense of peace from it. Mm. It's and beautiful. there, there is nothing quite like the fact when you're on a beautiful back road and there's nobody around. Um, and all you hear is the hum of your engine, Mm -hmm. you know, I do like a V twin. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't. Um, but yeah, it's, there's, there's that for sure. Um, but I get that also from, from riding bicycles, Mm -hmm. um, from skateboarding, um, from being in the water. Um, but probably the, the one that I've learned most is just to be very present in, in myself. Um, and that's a weird one to, to sort of analyze it, but it's like, I will, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, wanting to get more into a flow state, will find a place to myself, and I, I'm not meditating as such, but I'm just becoming very aware of everything that's around me. Mm. So presence, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And so, are you
1: talking nature?
0: It doesn't like... have to be nature. It right. could be. It can like if I'm at work, I work in like, um, like a brick building, like most people do, in a complex mm. sort of thing. But I will take myself to a point where. Um, I just become very aware of what I'm doing. Yeah. So if I'm, I work in a, in a charity, for a charity, um, and so a lot of my time is sorting through things that people have donated and so forth. Um, and that will be in itself just the feel of a fabric. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like the, it will allow me to centre myself a little bit. Yeah. I know it sounds really odd, but it works for me really, really well. Yeah, I you feel know? like, and yeah. again,
1: like correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. what you're actually describing is mindfulness mm. as well. You are yes. getting in, you are completely immersed yeah. in what you're doing. You're focused on that. Yeah. You're aware of your emotions, Absolutely. but you've slightly detached yourself
0: from that. Yeah, just allowing just you that, that little yeah. space. Yeah, just giving you that that breath, if you mm. will. So give yourself that peace. And then from that, that allows me that sort of tranquility. Yeah. You know, like, I, you know, when you work with, with volunteers, these people are there out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, but also at the same time, they may not want to do the jobs that you need them to do. Yeah, you know. So, um, and that's fine because they are there out of the generosity of themselves, and I appreciate that immensely. And I always end my day with saying to them, "I appreciate you." Mm-hmm. you know.
1: and that's beautiful. Yeah,
0: great source. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but because of that, you know, your workload is increased. Yeah. You know, so for me to keep my calm, because I've got a temper like everybody else, I can be pretty volatile when I need to be um never with me no no yeah you've never experienced that (laughs) but um but yeah so i find that that allows me to get to that piece and i for me my flow state is very much my um being aware of myself Mm. you know and so like i say when i ride a motorcycle that gives me my flow state because i'm completely aware it's me completely in control yeah there is nobody at fault at this point it's just me. like even if a guy cuts me up or whatever that's still me that deals with it yeah. yeah, and that's fault, to responsibility fault and, and responsibility. Fault responsibility. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And for that, it is that it may be someone's fault for what they've done, but yeah, it's our, our responsibility how we deal with it. And absolutely. If you carry that being cut up for the rest of the day, then that's on you.
0: Absolutely, and, and I, it affects yeah, others around absolutely. you. And I, I got to be honest, my my wife would would confirm this. I'm still terrible in, <laughs> in a vehicle. But you're aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I I had quite a severe car accident as a child. That trauma still lives within me. I still react in those situations. So bad drivers for me are like, you know, like they're super toxic. And so I'll react accordingly. But then I've got better and I'll bring myself down. And once again, it's like that point of, I'll look at my wife and I'll think, super grateful that she's here. Mm. Super glad that nothing happened. You know, so yeah. and that brings which is me, a beautiful but, way of reframing it. Except absolutely, yeah. And that brings me back to my um, my point of, you know, you can find my flow state in those areas just mm. by bringing bringing it back to myself and being a bit more compassionate. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It, man? what about Don't you? Kid. How do you find yours?
1: Yeah, well I mean, you know, um so the water, the ocean yes. is like so important to me. Um I started sea swimming about a year ago or, or sea swimming slash cold water immersion. Most people know about um, Wim Hof, a lot of people do. He's kind of, he's really looked at um, mental health and how you can use breath work and cold water immersion. And so I started having cold showers up to about five minutes and swam in the sea about a year ago, a little bit more. And then as a, almost like an experiment, wanted to see how long I could progress just in a pair of bodies, so just in a pair of shorts, throughout the year. So I got to Christmas and was still managing to do it. Got to January and it was like minus two air temperature. Still managed to go in, not for very long, maybe five to 10 minutes. And um, I find it such a beautiful state. You, you, you literally cannot help but being mindful when you plunge yourself into cold water. I don't dive in, I do it really mindfully because mindfully, with the sea, obviously it shelves quite naturally. So you walk in slowly, you breathe, you get to about here and then slowly put your shoulders under. And it just brings you into this amazing state of peace. And you kind of get a little bit of a high as well. And I don't drink or take drugs anyway, either. You really know, like no. you don't. So maybe we're getting our little hit when we do things like that. But yeah, so that is a beautiful flow state of just being at one with the ocean. I surf, I surf for a long time now. And and that I once heard um, surfing being described as the movement side of meditation. And yes, it is. It's also bloody frustrating. But for the most part, yeah, you can get that. You're just sat on your board out back where, like, where the waves aren't breaking. You're just waiting for a set to come in, and you can just literally breathe with the ocean and really feel that. Skateboarding as well. Yeah. Anything, as I said before, that gets me out of my head and into my body. And I find that when I'm completely immersed in those things, not climbing too, that you just you don't think for those moments, you are just so in that space of beauty. and And that really is the flow state you're just going with it and because I've surfed for so long because I've skateboarded for so long although I'm nowhere near as good as I used to be and there's um, learning in that because it doesn't actually matter I still get those feelings that I had when I was younger of when you drop into a wave and that literally that interconnectedness to this power that is so much greater but then I am part of you know because we're all connected really and then when I skateboarding just pushing along just carving just maybe doing an ollie or something. I'm just there, I'm back to being 12, 13, and just this beautiful state of peace. Yeah,
0: and that's what's so great about about any activity like that, playing. Mm. Playing's like key and we get to a point where we're told we're too old to play. Yeah. You know. Uh, um and culture, I read culture, I read yeah. somewhere that skateboarders in general are some of the healthiest people in the world mm. because they're always playing, they're always trying to grow up and change oh, things. Yeah. You know, and that's quite an inspiration. I mm. find that inspiration. Definitely. Yeah, well. I think as well that
1: it um When people have a real passion for something, and it doesn't matter—like for us, it's the surfing, the skateboarding, the tattoos, and all things—but that level of creativity just it—it makes you so much more interesting. It it just gives you that, um, like you light up when you talk about it. So when you, it could be about golf, it could be graffiti, it could be anything. But just to have that—that something that you want to do for you, it not it it being about that it's cool or not just watching it, but you are doing it, you are immersed in it.
0: I mean, my my late father was collected stamps, and yeah. yeah, and it was like for him that was that was his peaceful moment. It brought him so much joy, and um, you know, like towards the end of his life when he couldn't do it, and he couldn't focus on those things because he was in too much pain and discomfort. You could see that that fact that he couldn't do that was more painful, it's like frustration. yeah, That's than so than the sad. fact of the actual physical pain. Mm. So, oh, yeah.
1: well, pff, yeah, uh, we'll put a pin in that because. Yeah. Mental pain versus physical pain, I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about it. to me mental pain is way, way oh, worse. And I'm sure yeah, absolutely. in forthcoming um podcasts we will yeah. explore this. Absolutely. Definitely.
0: I mean my dad was a huge inspiration for me. Particularly as I've I've come along on this journey over the last couple of years. Yeah. I've looked at him and realised what a great father he was. Just by the little things that he did. But like where do you where do you take your inspiration from Um
1: uh So many different places from you, yeah. Like genuinely, to to see the journey that you've been on, and as I said before, for us to have been on it uh, together, yeah, and to always know that our friendship is so balanced and so strong that we don't have to message one another every day, we're not in one another's pockets, we're not about that. Um, you've got to do this for me, we're about accountability. We don't need to anywhere near it, no, we're like, we're like yeah i just happened to be here this weekend so in a lot of the forthcoming podcasts we'll be on separate Separate screens which which is the same but we wanted to kind of bring this first one that we've got this actual connection connection here but um yeah so definitely inspiration from you and our friendship and and how it's evolved and grown and how we've been one another's mirrors that's been important um my dharma teacher yeah noah levine um he's like 30 years in with buddhism Mm. And he's a punk, he's tattooed, he's a skateboarder, he's into motorcycles, Harley, so a lot of the same things, but to see someone who can kind of embody Buddhism and that living a life less ordinary, living a really authentic life, but also, you know, being in a body where he looks cool, but he's not acting on that. He
0: just, he balances everything. Yeah, he's a great inspiration, actually. Yeah. Because he's a man that's been through so much oh, funny. and yeah and it, it like you know we've all fucked up and we've all made stupid yeah. decisions um but here, here's a man who's completely turned his life around and in doing so has helped probably millions of people I would imagine. yeah you know, yeah i mean he's the but, author of
1: some books yeah. we'll, we'll talk about him a, a lot probably over the forthcoming podcast yeah so yeah him um the, the songer yeah. so um we're gonna we'll talk a little bit later anyway about men's work but i i kind of i lead um a men's circle and john helps out with it and we've got some other stuff within men's work that we do and um the song Sanga means spiritual community having like-minded people around you that you can take inspiration from and you can learn from they can learn from you and um, but people that um you really resonate with because what i've found and I, I really don't mean this in a place of judgment but that as i've changed as i've evolved that maybe Some of the people that I used to hang around with, some of the practices that I used to take don't resonate so much now. So I don't really want to go to the pub. There's nothing wrong with the pub. There's nothing wrong with drinking. But for me, all of my worst decisions that I made came from alcohol. So I'm not interested in that now. I'm not interested in, you know, I will go to the pub. I just want to drink alcohol, but I don't really necessarily want to be around people that are going to get wasted just because it's not interesting to me they can do what they want that's on them but for me i don't want that so being around like-minded people the song that where you are going to do different things Mm, that's that's an inspiration to me yeah um yeah i I take inspiration for my children as well just seeing their their raw vulnerability seeing them evolve seeing them become their own people and allowing that and and actually the open-handedness of like that they're They've got to make their own mistakes. They've got to find their way. I will model as best I can, the you know, the best version of me and yeah. live life with authenticity and, and actually with honesty and vulnerability. And, you know, with my son now, he's 16, and we have really open conversations, conversations that I'd never have with my own father. And there's nothing wrong with that because that, that was just his journey and there's no blame attached there. But I feel like the, the conversations we can have about like the, the toxicity of pornography or about um, sexuality or, or anything is just so important yeah. and that can hopefully mean that he doesn't fuck up as much as I did when I was young because yeah. I didn't necessarily have
0: those conversations. So yeah, what you inspire me for sure? So in the background you're hearing is, is my dog howling because my wife's just Uh, (laughs) brilliant but this is reality (laughs) this
1: is the reality of the podcast so yeah um yeah so that's really yeah yeah so i take inspiration from all those people and um obviously you've already said about your dad
0: yeah yeah my dad uh, my dad's been a big one my dog's not one at the moment (laughs) but that's mindfulness i guess um probably one of the biggest inspirations for me is actually my wife who's just walking past i'm not saying it just because she's walking past he's not um but because of her her immense amount of compassion and her her just absolute she's she's a remarkable woman her knowledge is so vast that probably 99 percent of the things i've learned have come through her and um she's absolutely phenomenal although a little forgetful um <laughs> she forgot her purse that night <laughs> <she came back. laughs> um but yeah she she is just absolutely amazing she she she's been um my partner in this journey so much and if i'm really honest i probably wouldn't be at the point i am without her compassion understanding and her knowledge and she's opened my eyes to so many things and she's also my harshest critic so um she really calls me on my shit and that's with, important yeah but, but with, with compassion with, yeah. with compassion yeah and she will say to me you know you know when you did that it was you know, it wasn't really very nice it wasn't and I'll be like, okay, thank you for telling me, and then I'll try and make amends for those things. But the reality is, she is without a doubt, you know, my, my greatest inspiration, and and I love it dearly. Um, That's beautiful, brother. Okay, and, nice. and it's seen and yeah, uh,
1: from an outsider's point of view, not yeah. an outsider. But from the outside perspective, that I've having known John for quite a few years, yeah, seen the way that their relationship was and how it's blossomed, yeah, and there's such inspiration for me in that to see of what a true authentic relationship should look like, which yeah. is really hard to get, you know, relationships, especially sexual relationships yeah. are very difficult. So to see that, and the, the, the biggest thing for me that I've, I've noticed in them is that they are accountable to themselves and to one another. Absolutely. So they do the work individually and then they do the work yeah. together. And I think but
0: they've got to do the work on their own. Yeah, and that, they do. That's kind of a huge thing as well that we've learned is that, um, for a long time, I thought that a, a relationship was that, you know, you were there in each other's pockets almost. Mm, and yeah, what... Me, likewise, whether yeah, you yeah. that. And my wife describes it as, you have your pathway and I have my pathway and we can hold hands. Yeah. You know. Um, and but the, you're still on your pathway. Yeah, you're on your pathway. And that's what's important, is that your journey is just that it's your journey. Mm. There is nobody else really involved. It is you. And what you're doing is the benefit of your journey is filtering down. Yeah. um so how I do it may not work for you and vice it, so nah, well, you no know, I mean every relationship's different absolutely and yeah. a,
1: every, every person who you encounter your your interactions with them will be different to
0: my interactions yeah absolutely, yeah. So, so. yeah I mean like I said her, her 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 compassion is a huge thing for me huge mm. um and her forgiveness and her just her inner beauty um absolutely brother thank you man yeah. um another big thing for me is I'm from New Zealand as you know yeah A T R R. um so uh that is a huge inspiration to me. And, and the culture that comes out of New Zealand, I'm really, really proud of the fact I'm from a tiny little place mm-hmm. in the South Pacific that has given so much to the world and continues to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, just the way, um, the way New Zealand is, and, and I can't really put it into words. It's just a beautiful place and it's inspiring to me. And the people there are inspiring to me. My friends in New Zealand, um, are just, uh, of beautiful people and and they give me so much uh joy even though i'm being on the other side of the world i i, I still i look to them for the guidance of times and inspiration and it's just a phenomenal place and the Māori culture in new zealand have, once again has given me a lot of um understanding in what i want to do in the world i feel like and
1: yeah. it, again you, you know correct me if i'm wrong but your understanding and your love of that strong indigenous oh, population yeah. and how it's still embedded within New Zealand, whereas yeah. in a lot of other countries, it's been decimated by the governments, which yeah. we could do a whole podcast just on that, yeah, but yeah. but it out. is still strong within New Zealand. Oh, and absolutely. You feel yeah. that, don't you? Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not,
0: know, not, I'm not Maori, um, but. But you feel it, don't I you? Feel and you, like you respect I feel like I have so much respect for, for for the indigenous people in New Zealand because they are so powerful, they're so strong, and it's an inspiration for it, for all of us, really. Um, mm. I mean, who hasn't watched an All Blacks game and watched the haka at the beginning of the game and go, "Wow, yeah, it's powerful, it's scary. super powerful, it's super powerful." Yeah and, so, yeah, and yeah, and so that you know that's just a tip of the iceberg of, of, of that culture, and it's just it's a it's a beautiful thing, and I'm really proud, like I said, to to be you know from New Zealand and have that affiliation you know and, yeah and, for and, sure yeah and 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 I like to think that that comes with me wherever I go in the world and I carry that. well yeah you
1: know we've been doing men's work as I said before yeah. Yeah. and um that's important to us and you certainly when we did we did a retreat um in May yeah and for for some people within the men's circle and that yeah. was really beautiful and successful and there was a big Maori element and then the, the kind of indigenous elements to it, yeah. you know, of embracing a culture, embracing the land, and yeah. more um, yeah. kind of tribalistic elements yeah. of ourselves. Which absolutely, you know, that yeah. this is our—we're yeah. our her- not married, but it's still our heritage yeah. that we were within tribes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's—it's it's like we—we, we, my the men's groups, uh, so the men's retreats that I that I that we run that I that sort of facilitate, um, I we've called them new savages. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, explain that for yeah. sure. Brother. So for me, I looked at, um, you know, the Christian sort of missionaries that traveled mm-hmm. around the world, you know, in the 1800s, 1700s, and so forth, finding, you know, North American, um, Native Americans, um, uh, you know, the, the uh, Aborigines of Australia, Indigenous people of Australia, Maoris of New Zealand, and so forth. And when the Christians arrived, they looked at them as savages. And I thought this is really peculiar because... Here's, here's a, you know, here these people, these indigenous people were looking at the earth as sacred. Yeah. They were looking at the animals as sacred and they would, obviously they would hunt um, and they would kill these animals, but there's was no waste. Everything was used. And, and they also worshipped them. Absolutely. And, and they never worship took the more land. than they needed. Yeah, you know, exactly. that was the thing. You know, if you so look at Native point. Americans uh, would hunt buffalo, they never took more than they needed. Like they needed one buffalo, they took one buffalo. If they needed yeah. two, they took two. But then, you know, with the European settlers coming along and that Christian missionary sort of structure, they would hunt and decimate the whole culture. And mm. and they were looking at these people as savages. And I thought, well, truthfully, they're not savage at all. No. They are, they're the ones that had it all in tune. They understood the balance of nature and humanity. Yeah. And it was, you know, the Europeans of old Europe that mm. had created this sort of term savage. So I thought, well, if that's what it is to be savage, sign me up. Yeah. So we are new savages new, new savages yeah so we don't we, we look at the earth and we look at the world around us and we see that there's balance available to us and and it's the same within us mm. you know we know for facts that there's tribes in the you know in uh, the South American jungles that have lived that way for thousands of years and don't need to change yeah you know they have and, no desire to
1: you know mental health isn't a thing over there no no and- and I think that for me was the, the want to do men's work, yeah. was that we need to really unpick what it means to be a man now. Yeah. Um, you know, what is toxic masculinity, that we stand against homophobia, racism, yeah. misogyny. I mean, we are in such a misogynist society. And to actually, to look at women as our equals and yeah. to, to to not use language that is demeaning and and to actually, to be so at ease with ourselves, with the masculine and the feminine, yeah. you know, it is no surprise that um, suicide is the single biggest killer of men under 45 Absolutely. within yeah. this country. Yeah. Because yeah. men are shamed, men are shamed for having emotions. We're not allowed to express ourselves. Yeah, or, We're or, generally given two emotions, which is lust and anger. Yeah, yeah. when there's so much more yeah. to us, you know, there's light and dark within all of us. Absolutely. But I can be just as much in touch with my feminine side as my masculine side. And that's not anything to do with sexuality. It's Absolutely. just to do with that yeah. that is within me. I yeah. cry at films, you
0: cry at I do films. It. Oh look, I I'll ball at the opening of a letter, you know, that's the yeah. reality. Oh a but song. And yeah. It doesn't matter any no. to, to actually to own your
1: emotions, to, to to really be able to step into your masculine as well at a point, but to step into your feminine is super important. Mm-hmm. I remember we were um, I'm a barber, and we cut out at Dano Music Festival, and like, there was one point when we were in the tent, and you were lying down, yeah. and I had my head on you just resting, yeah. and we are comfortable with that, and yeah. just to be just to be open and vulnerable, yeah. and it's so, so important, I think.
0: I think that that is vital. I mean, similar thing. I mean, I came to men's work because in the 12 steps, your, your final step was to be of service. Of service, yeah. yeah. Same yeah. within Buddhism. Absolutely, yeah, and that's probably, to me, one of the most important steps. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is step one is admitting you have a problem. Yeah. Step two is giving yourself up to a being, mm. And the, the 12th step is being of service. So there for me, that being of service was more than just, um, you know, like, I mean, like I say, I work for a charity and that's great. And that pays my bills, but it wasn't enough. And, and, uh, you know, leading these retreats is, is vital to me. It's, it's an element of me that, um, gives me immense amounts of peace mm. to think that if, if one of those guys goes away, having like seen a little bit more of what's within him, yeah. his potential and, and you know, it, it's, it's just phenomenal that thought process. So much, I, Absol- I, I couldn't you know, agree more. Yeah. And, and it's not about like money. It's not about, no, no. Well, we don't to really charge or ba- much for this no, stuff. Not do at all. We. No, not it It's is that being of service. Absolutely. I just, I just know that there is a lot of guys in the world that are suffering immensely from, you know, childhood traumas or, or, you know, learned behaviours that aren't their own that would benefit from just looking inward. Yeah. You know, and I often say this to all the time: says, you know, we can meditate and we can do the yoga and all this sort of stuff, but until we look inward at ourselves, there really is no growth.
1: Yeah, looking we don't do the work. Yeah, you know, and it's hard. Yeah, but it's beneficial. But it becomes easier, yeah. I think. And like we said earlier, just those little incremental extra daily practices. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, we've been doing. Uh, so we run this um, Dharma Punk Surf Songer, and part of that is the men's circle, and we meet on a weekly basis. We've met online and more recently well, we started meeting in person but indoors and we've just been on the beach and then we go for a sea swim afterwards and it's beautiful but what we've also seen is that the guys that come along how they're growing and Mm -hmm. and how there's learning for for everyone from everyone so there's no hierarchy of i'm better or anyone else is better we are just sharing we're being vulnerable and really like I said, that exploration of what it means to be a man. And we've all got different viewpoints. We're not all Buddhists. We're not all skateboarders. We're not no. all surfers. We're not all sea swimmers. But everyone's journey, everyone's story is just as vital. And, and there's that interconnectedness, and we really help one another. So it it also, yeah. we just know we're on this right path. Absolutely. We feel yeah. that this, this is our calling. Yeah. I know from you that it's yeah, the yeah. same. That we are where we should be, and everything is as it should be, yeah. and there's such beauty in the pain, and there's such learning in the pain, and yeah. such beauty in the happiness, and coming back to that Buddhist teaching of impermanence, that we just go through that, and we're with this journey together. It's, it's beautiful, really. I, I,
0: I could can't agree more. There is there is an element to me that feels like when I'm not doing this, I'm wasting. Yeah. You know, um, and I don't mean that you know, my I'm so phenomenal, I'm wasting you know away doing. I'm, Things. I, what I mean by it is, I'm so committed to it that it seems like a waste mm. not to be doing it for me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. It's like there is. We, we did a like like Simon said we did the retreat back in May, um, and to see the guys change from the beginning of the day to the end mm. of the day, oh, it was amazing. Was incredibly emotional. And when I went home that evening, um, I'll start with you, Yeah. Uh, went back to my wife and told her all about it. I felt incredibly emotional, incredibly emotional. I felt emotional during the day. If I'm yeah, well, it
1: was. Well, we yeah. did quite a bit of inner child work yeah. that um, John's done a lot of and I've done some of and we've we've really worked through that and helped people with it. And um, you know, there's so many good resources out there. But yeah. as John said, that deal with your childhood trauma, your earliest socialization yeah. to unlock that to enable you to to really nurture your child within you you know that inner mm-hmm. child that is really scared because all of us whatever we say we are scared you know that we want to be validated we want to feel like that we fit in we want to feel that we're okay and so when we see these outward projections of people who are cocky or people that are shy and we do these judgments you know these these mind-made constraints that that's, that's this 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 is how we see it but um Noel Levine, my teacher he often says about, well, than calling someone out on their bullshit, we can call people in. We mm-hmm. can actually, we can model in a loving way. We set boundaries, obviously, and we protect ourselves, but we can model behaviors. And so it doesn't need to be, I'm vegan, I'm straight edge, but we can model that, um, you know, I do this because I, my body feels better. Yeah. I don't need to drink, not you're wrong for drinking Red Bull or you're wrong for drinking alcohol mm-hmm. if you're doing a bottle of Jaeger, that's your choice but I choose not to because, and I'm not gonna press that on people, but I'm gonna own it. If people say, you know, why don't you drink? I'll explain why. I am a better version of myself without drink, and I don't want to taint myself by that. I don't want to numb my senses. I want to feel everything, and in feeling everything, you allow it to pass through. So yeah, I think that's a really important distinction. We call people in. We're not pushing people away. We're not judging people. We're saying, this is how we're living. It's working for us. We're living, with real integrity and authenticity yeah. and if this is working why wouldn't we do it absolutely
0: so absolutely yeah yeah definitely so i think it, was, <laughs> it might have been a dad um yeah enjoy. good so yeah i think
1: really um that's it for this podcast yeah. we've um we've explored everything that that we wanted to for this just to give you a little insight into us and if you've you're still with us to the end thank you thank yeah, you for being being part it. of this we and appreciate you so much yeah. yeah thank you for like being on this journey with us um we're stoked to be here we're going to be rolling this out every couple of weeks we're going to be interviewing people and we're just going to really share with you if if you want to like drop us a, a, a comment you can get on instagram new savages the new savages yeah sav- isn't it yep. or Dharma Punk Surf singer. we'll put links in below. Yeah. Reach out if you've got any questions. If you disagree with us, then
0: that's fine. We We'd love to hear from yeah, you. Yeah. We don't profess to be experts, but we're just doing what we can. Yeah. And um I think that, I think that's the big thing, isn't it? We are just doing what we can. Yeah. You know, we're we're on our journey. And like I said before, our journey won't be yours and vice versa. Um but hopefully you'll get a little something out of what we're talking about and what we're doing. Um and we I'm just really stoked to hear from anybody. Yeah, you know, definitely. If, and you, if you want to chat. We, we always finish with yeah. a hug. So yeah, yeah.
1: We, we're going to have a hug. Because hugging is important. Yeah. And we do this little prayer in the men's circle. So what we say is, may any goodness that comes from our practice tonight be shared outwards in all directions. And together, may we create a positive change on this planet.
0: Kia kaha. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Take it easy.